0: I'm seeing a decline in investments and I'm seeing kind of the whole VC angel world being split into let's wait and see what happens versus um, creating even an additional motivation to go in and invest. And I think it's each investor's uh, investor and their strategy Mm. of of what they want to do. I can not tell you specifically about us that we've deployed immediately um, additional money into our portfolio companies that we just closed yesterday on a new investment, that we're bringing more companies to our studio because we truly believe our job is to be there when it's tough and when it's not. But again, that's that's for each uh, each firm to take their own strategy on how they see the situation.
1: Some people are saying that you know this vaunted high-tech sector is going to play a role in the economic survival and recovery of Israel. Do you see that?
0: Uh, allow me to put it in a different way. Um, the way I see it, the biggest risk Israel is facing today is our early stage uh, startup ecosystem. Hmm. And, and the metaphor for that is simple. Uh, a farmer plants seeds, uh, anticipating the next season and the season after that to get the fruits. Um, now I see it from my own companies that a lot of them have been called service, and that's the thing they will never uh, avoid doing, on the contrary, I think the, the rate of people joining and, and going to war was um, not predictable and not expected. Hmm. And these are the companies that some of them should be the unicorns of four to five years from now, which is the main engine of the Israeli economy. So our existential risk is actually our economical situation based on our investments. And technology, Hamas will deal with the other risks. I trust the army completely to do the job. I think this is where uh, we all need to be very mindful that this is the real risk that we should be addressing.
1: It's almost as if you're saying those guys should not have been drafted for Israel's economic essentialism.
0: So I am at the age where I'm not called into service. I used to fly drones in my military service. so I mm. probably don't even know how these uh, the new drones even operate. Mm. Uh, which means that if these guys are qualified and go to war, uh, we should join the efforts by making sure they have companies uh, to come back to. So it's not that they shouldn't go. They should go and do what they need to do, but I think it's our responsibility to deal, do what we need to do, which is to support them and support their development and support their companies.
1: But what should the government do to help this high-tech industry?
0: I'm not sure, and this is my, my bias, um, I'm not sure the government has ever been equipped to deal with supporting high tech for real. I think the Israeli government for the last four year, 40 years, uh, we had an aw- awesome start. I think we were kind of the life of the world on how government supports um, startups and technology. I think the ecosystem has proven itself to be very, very strong and very, very powerful on a global leadership. And I would not go to the uh, to the government to find answers that were not answered before the war. And I think it's irrelevant.
1: But is it, didn't In the Innovation Authority help out with this, with the matching uh, grants and things like that?
0: I, the, so first of all, the Innovation Authority is the Israeli innovation and the government-supporting uh, companies. And I think that's what ignited the whole startup ecosystem here. But it's too little. And, and honestly, they don't have the tools and the capabilities to do this. This is um, This is like asking how to train NBA players to become better. Um, and you need to have the skill set to do that, and that has to come from funds, from companies, from people who are dealing with development of products and building global markets on a daily basis.
1: Well, how do you think uh, you, in your your industry, you should manage workers these days?
0: So, i I, I see two two trends happening. I see um, a lot of companies across Israel. Um, as we call it, sending people on unpaid leave, which I understand they have to do to survive. But from the tech sector, um, nothing stopped and nothing should stop. On the contrary, we should be hiring more talent. We should be bringing more talent in. And now that talent is missing from companies because a lot of professionals are being called service, I think this is the time to actually leverage the fact that we have such an abundance of skilled professionals across Israel to bring even more talent into the companies, into funds, into startups developing their products. But then again, this is where I believe the funds should be coming in and supporting their startups and giving them more bandwidth uh, budget-wise so they can actually do that and, and, and continue building.
1: All right. tell us a little bit about the, your company.
0: So our company is a fund that we've established about three years ago uh, with the notion of investing is only the small part of how you support founders and how you help them scale and grow. And we built a studio-based fund, which enables founders to come to us earlier than they would with other funds. And one by one, we basically have a six-people team around the studio to complement them on everything they need from tech to product to growth. Mm -hmm. Um, We do a lot of work in the U.S. to open doors and bring investors and really help these companies scale. And the one initiative that we've launched after October 7th, um, which is actually external to the fund, um, is what we call the Frontline Initiative that we are establishing in New York and hoping to scale. Um, And today we're accepting applications from every startup in Israel that one of the founders has been called to service. And we are basically creating a marketplace for these startups to promote their business, raise money, and open business opportunities in the U.S. without any interest or any involvement or any money or any organization behind it. It's basically a group of of professionals from private equities and VCs in the U.S. with us uh, on doing it. So I think this is probably the most important call to action I would would have today.
1: You know, Israel, besides being called a startup nation, is also considered the Resilient nation, nation that rises up and survives and gets through this. Uh, are you seeing that manifested in any kind of way with uh, investor confidence?
0: So, yes, uh, I can speak to the investors in our fund who have just uh, allowed us to increase the velocity of the fund from 70 to approximately 100 million. I see that with investors and other funds and the people that we are uh, working with and talking with in the U.S. mainly are actually more empowered now to support Israeli founders because of this resilience and because of the fact that we've all been living a dual life, from our military service to building companies. I think this is really what makes uh, the Israeli founders much stronger than others, much more I would say dedicated to the cause. Um, And on the flip side, the ecosystem here is amazing. I just spoke to some of the newly born, recently born unicorn CEOs across Israel who are just running around looking for where to help, where to support, and and where to help build better. So I'm not worried that we're not going to do it. I'm just saying this is where we should put our efforts because this is really the the existential risk we should be uh, taking out of the way.